Hey guys, this is Nikki DeSalvatore and welcome to A Mom and a Mic. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and was created to provide a safe place for women of every age, every walk of life, and every background. My prayer for you is to find solace, comfort, laughter, and hope, and inspiration as we journey through this adventure called Life Together. Today I'm going to share with you episode number 11, called How to Make 2021 the Best Year Ever, Despite Being in the Middle of a Pandemic. If you would like to share today's episode with a friend, just go to amamanamike.com and look for episode number 11, called How to Make 2021 the Best Year Ever, Despite Being in the Middle of a Pandemic. Also, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me on my Facebook page, A Mom and a Mike. Here you will find words of inspiration, reminders to keep you motivated, and dialogue to get you through the week, hopefully making you smile and laugh. Abraham Lincoln once said, We can complain because rose bushes have thorns, or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. 2020 has been tough. It has pushed us to our limits and has challenged us beyond our own comprehension. But just like a pencil works better if it's sharpened, this year has forced us to dig a little deeper and discover the very best of who we can be. Fearful about what this new year will become? Maybe. Worry that things won't go back to the way they were? Yeah, kind of. Confident that the changes we've endured are changes that will put us on a path of new beginnings? Absolutely. So, with this fresh, clear perspective, here's to closing the book on a very long chapter and learning how to make 2021 the best year ever, despite being in the middle of a pandemic. Number one, embrace what you've learned from 2020. To say that this year has been difficult is an understatement. But if we can walk away a better person because of the valuable lessons we learn, then the year we just experienced did not happen in vain. When we go through something tough, especially as tough as this year has been, we get to experience firsthand the person we truly are. We've learned that a lot of things in life are just unpredictable and are frankly out of our control. But despite this fact, there is one thing that is in our control, and that's our state of mind. We can choose to stay positive and minimize the impact or throw in the towel and exasperate the circumstances altogether. The hopeful thing I've learned is that the outcome is almost always guided by the direction we set in our mind. I just love how Ralph Emerson puts it when he says, each year's regrets are envelopes in which messages of hope are found for the new year. Number two, rearrange a room in your house. You know, ever since I was little, I loved rearranging my bedroom in my house. I say just my bedroom because that was the only room in the house I was allowed to change. However, between those four walls, I had concocted my furniture in every combination possible, including lamps, decorations, and stuffed animals. See, for some reason, this little strategy of moving stuff around seemed to always brighten my spirits. Just yesterday, we were cleaning up after Christmas, and that feeling came over me again. It was time to change it up. We took the office and literally just switched my desk with my comfy chair. And suddenly, my world had a different, more positive perspective. Try it out. 
It's free, takes little time, and will put a spark in 2021. That we all need. Number three, book the experience. Last year may have lessened the amount of travel we experienced, but with masks and vaccines, our journey to new adventures can come alive once again. So, if it's a desire to climb the Rocky Mountains or embark on a sailboat cruise, make this year one that embraces the moment and book the experience. Number four, treasure friends and family. Even though we may not be quarantined with spending days with our family, it's important to make time to stay connected with each other. Remember the days of Sunday afternoon dinner or Saturday afternoon at the fishing hole? No matter how you do it, taking time each week for family keeps us grounded. Number five, trade your resolutions in for a vision board. It may sound silly, but it's something tangible that you can track for the entire year. It's fun and it has no restrictions because you can change it as your goals and dreams change. A cork board from Walmart or Target will set you back about 20 bucks. Acknowledge where you are at the moment and vision yourself where you would like to be. Print out pictures from the internet or magazines. Write out quotes that reflect your passion and gather anything that makes you feel uplifted and peaceful. Put it on your vision board. Because to achieve it, you must first see it. Number six, implement one new tradition per season. What is one thing you've always wanted to do, but haven't either had the nerve, the money, or the time to do it? Write it down and hang it on your vision board. Promise yourself that in the course of the year, you will be able to change your vision picture to a picture of you achieving that activity. Whether it be taking a trip to the beach in the summer or taking a painting class in the fall, if you give yourself permission to do one new thing each season, your year will be filled with positive memories, despite what may come up. Number seven, start your morning with a devotion. This one thing will absolutely make the most impact on your life. Trust me, if you will give the Lord the first of your day before the world gobbles it up, then you will reap his blessing beyond your imagination. So many people think that they have to sit down and have a long conversation with God or a certain set amount of time, but just taking that first initial start of the day to acknowledge God will set the day with intention. For the longest time, I've wanted to read the Bible in its entirety, but I didn't know where to start. And then I was given a book by uh, Michael Vidari called He Healed Them All, and my life was never the same. I started reading a few pages in the morning, then I would read the scriptures that were referenced in the book. After a couple of weeks, I started feeling less anxious, and I noticed I was more confident when facing my fears. Coming from a person who literally lived off anxiety medicine, this was a complete 180 for me. God sees what we give him, and he has a heart for those who seek him. Make the small change in the mornings, and you will literally feel the difference the entire day. Number eight, make your bedroom a sanctuary. Remove the clutter, discard the unnecessary, and get rid of the boring practical. Every girl's bedroom should be romantic, pretty, and a place to go get away. 
It should have flowers, candles, or lighting that's just right. It's not a place, believe it or not, to hang family pictures, but rather a place to hang pictures of times and ventures of just you and your husband. If you're not married, hang up artwork or prints that speak to your innermost being. You know, one of my favorite artists is Kristen Yamas out of Nashville. I have always been a hopeless romantic, and there's just something about her work that completely embodies the heart. Take a focal wall and treat yourself to a piece of fine art. Your bedroom, where you sleep, where you dream, is your peaceful retreat. With all the other rooms in your house to exhibit everyday life, your bedroom should be kept separate. The bedding should be soft, the surroundings should be calm, and the feel should be one of escape. Change your bedroom and create a haven for your soul. Number nine. Remember gratitude and giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Make it a point to give and listen to your heart when doing it, not someone else's two cents of what they deem is acceptable. The Lord didn't create robots, and we are not all the same. Give with what's between you and the good Lord. Give when you feel that little tug pulling on you. And even though the Lord will bless you because of it, give without ever expecting anything in return. You know, years ago when my daughter was little, I had only my salary to work with. And because I was a teacher in Florida, it was a small salary at that. My dad had always raised me that I was to give first before I paid anything or before I had a little fun and went shopping. I can't remember what it was at my church that was going on, but there was something I felt very passionate about. So I gave a little extra that month. Fast forward to a little bit later, and I realized I was $200 short and couldn't pay my electric bill. Now, knowing that the Lord takes care of those who help others, I knew he wouldn't let me down. But honestly, being a single mom, I was a little nervous, and I didn't want to ask my parents for help. That Saturday, I remember one of the things on my list was to clean out the guest bedroom closet, where I stored pictures, old cards, and some treasures my daughter used to make me for school. I decided instead of cleaning out the closet that day, I would sit and reminisce over the past, aka have myself a good old-fashioned crying session. I remember I came across this one birthday card from my parents dated back like five years ago. It caught my eye because it was one of those book type cards that were like several pages long and I was like thinking, wow, this is a really thick card. But when I picked it up to look at it, it wasn't the length of the card that surprised me. It was what fell out. Two $100 bills. That was apparently a birthday present I had forgotten and left in the card from years ago. I couldn't even speak because that was the exact amount I was short to pay my electric bill. That day changed me forever. No, the Lord didn't give me extra money to go buy a new pair of shoes. But that day, he showed me that he would take care of me and he gave me exactly what I needed. Number 10. Change up your day-to-day. Whether it be stopping by Starbucks every Friday before work, or buying a Keurig for your time at the office, 
Making a small change will leave you feeling like a whole new you. Once you're on a roll, extend it by taking out something from your schedule that's annoyed you this year and replacing it with something that gives you happiness. Just like a small ripple creates a wave, minor changes will generate major blessings in your world. So many people vow that Christmas is their most favorite time of the year. But for me, New Year's has always held its place at the top. It's a time for renewal, for wiping off the slate, for reflection, gratitude, and for securing a chance to just start over. Personally, I leave 2020 having been taught so many things. It's taught me that no matter how much I plan, some things are just inevitable and some things are just going to go wrong. It's taught me that the real challenge in life is not coming up with a solution to the problem, but rather accepting that life handed me a different plan. It's taught me to appreciate a nice dinner out and to value time spent with friends and family, despite that we're now six feet apart. It's taught me that this new year especially holds a much-earned opportunity to dream, to plan, and to write chapters where the pages are still blank. We may still be recovering from the loss of 2020, but the healing of 2021 is literally at our feet. This new year, enter with a state of redemption and don't bring the worry into what's been given, and that is a fresh start. Understand that the old chapter won't be over until we finally close the book. What will you write on the pages of this new year? 2021. It's not a matter of what this year will bring, but rather what are we going to bring to this year? Until next week, my friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you and give you peace. Know that the light in me acknowledges, honors, loves, and respects the light within you. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Mom and a Mic podcast. You have blessed my life by being here with me. This has been a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on my A Mom and a Mic group page, NickStang123 on Instagram, or at NickyDeSalvatore1 on Twitter. If something spoke to your heart today, or if you just want to be kind, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Remember, be strong, be encouraged, be loved.